The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, hey, this was Shaw White. You're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man. Today we're going to be talking about the big swindles that about swindles abound, Trash Man. But we're about be fantasy weeks. if it didn't. We're we're about two weeks out from the uh, start of the 2023 NFL Draft, and some of these veterans they've been dodging bullets, they've been hanging on by a string, they have. Uh, gotten through free agency without their teams going out and getting anybody to replace them or to bite into their target share, their carry share, their touch share, any of that stuff. But we all know that the big bullet can come via the draft. So we're going to talk about the guys who uh, we we thought of five. I haven't really thought of five, but I have a situation. I have one situation that could involve numerous players that I'll talk about. You can talk about your guys and, after we get done with that, we'll talk about Tank Bigsby, the running back out of Auburn, how we see him stacking up. We're almost done now with our um, with our prospect breakdowns. Um, you can find all those over at rosterwatch.com. Uh, also, if you can listen back through the podcast feed over the course of the last few months, um, you'll be able to hear our kind of overviews of the breakdowns, but of course the uh, formal breakdowns all over there at Rosterwatch. As Trashman forgot to reset his internet clearly before the show started <laughs> i can tell by his uh if it, trash man can you hear me right now or are, are you frozen up are you are you, are you are you good i mean yeah okay all right so we'll see how much of this we can get through um i'll just dude i'll just start at the beginning with me and i just think clearly we know that Mine just has to do with the the running backs. Like there's the, 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 there's going to be a running back or a set of running backs, or maybe one within a committee that's going to get completely screwed by Bijan Robinson, right? Bijan yeah. is going to be the one runner that we know is going in the first round, and the the, the minute he goes, we think he'll go in the first round. Uh, I I don't see many scenarios where where he can't. Um, and the reason why you know we'll we'll, we'll go through the teams that are picking right now, but. Somebody is going to get completely nuked by Bijan Robinson, and just once that happens, once the once the 
um, it's just going to be somebody's going to be left standing when the music stops and that whole musical chairs thing, and they're not going to have a chair anymore. <laughs> it's like well, that was gonna... the first. That was the first guy that was on my list with somebody con- concerning the possible um, acquisition of Bijan Robinson. Okay, well, so let, let, like I'll just I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Okay, so let's just let let's let, let's go through the draft order. We know Carolina picks first. We don't know who the, who they're going to pick, but we know it's going to be a quarterback, right? Houston, I think quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, the the number three pick. There's all kinds of talk about what's going to go on with with Arizona in that. Pick. I think they apparently, trade it. Yeah, apparently they've had like six suitors, but we're not looking at a running back there. Indy, of course not. See, I mean. Seattle, Detroit. I don't see any, you know, Las Vegas. Maybe, maybe starting it. I just don't think anybody uses a top 10 pick on a running back, but you do have Arthur Smith there in Atlanta that wants to run the run run the heck out of the football. They've made some big moves on the defensive side of the football. Um, just recently, just today, trading away a fifth round pick to Detroit for Jeffrey Okuda. That defensive backfield all of a sudden is starting to starting to look pretty good you know like they're starting maybe they're trying to build a defense where they can just pin their ears back um hold those teams down and, and what is this going to be like a down nfc south for a little bit of a while now and just run the football uh so maybe atlanta i clearly that would screw over tyler algier big time right uh, i that would he's a guy who's just dodged every bullet he's a guy who's dodged every bullet um, I feel like it's only. I feel like it's only really bad for him if it's Bijan. Well, I think it would be no. It would be bad for him if it was Charbonnet, like another kind of big running back that can catch and like. Uh, I, I think it'd be well, bad. Yeah, for maybe a Charbonnet, but I mean the thing is they had a few backs back there. I mean none of them that great, but he still he kind of rose to the top. You know, throughout the season, so I don't. I don't. I think he. I think he's open to competition. At who would be open to competition? Not open to competition with Bijan. Nobody not, wants. Well, that's what I mean. I said everybody. I mean, like I'm saying, Bijan non, uh, non inclusive. Yeah. I if think. you but here's my thing, trash man. If you look at, if you just think about, if it's going to be four quarterbacks to go off the board at four, first, there are like there. I mean, you're picking at eight. Basically, you have four non-quarter, but the best four non-quarterback players still on the board. You know, if you get your work done on a guy like Jalen Carter, who's from, you know, he's there. He he, he went to, um, he went to school there in the state. Uh, if you get your work done and, and you've been able to kind of be by campus and maybe understand that you're not worried about him, who people had as a number one overall prospect in the draft. You know, coming out like somebody like that were to fall. They're 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 all these dudes just right at the very top that. Um, I just don't know how you can take a running back whenever you look at what these edge guys get paid, what these what these defensive tackles get paid, um, what these corners get paid and stuff like that, and think about the replacement value of what it would cost to replace just a running back, right? It's like you're, you're, you're costing yourself a whole lot of money when you use a top 10 pick on a kind of guy like that. But maybe it could happen. I don't think that Philly would do it with this first pick at, at number 10. Right, just for the same reasons, and especially with Philly, with Rose, I just I cannot see Howie Roseman using a top ten pick on a running back. So I think probably our our new this new sort of Rashad Penny stuff is you know it feels like he should be vulnerable, but maybe they're just saying, dude, we're just gonna we don't need to pay these running backs anything. 
you know? So well, I, they think they think they might still get something out of Trey Sermon. Well, I think that that's a, that's their own self swindle, right? Yeah. I mean, who else on the Eagles? It's so so Sermon's still on the roster. We know that Boston Scott got um, got re up. They still have Kenny Gainwell. They still have Rashad Penny. They're I mean, they're just they're going to go to work with those guys. You you forget that they took uh, Kenny Brooks as a Kennedy Brooks as a college free agent last year, right? So. Well, I'm their best ball runners, their quarterback, you know? Yeah. Um, Tennessee, no. Houston, no. They're fine with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, I think. That's, that's, they, I, think my, I think my Cowboys might take him, and if they do, I think that – Tony Pollard is the first guy on my list who I think would be adversely affected by, by that addition. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they would. We've talked all about the cow. Well, let's just keep continue going through the list, and we can talk about how we could get to the Cowboys, because I'm not sh- like because coming up here at 14, there's all the buzz about New England maybe being interested. That would obviously just be the death knell for Ramondre Stevenson. That would not be good for him at all. A guy who's just played who had such elite usage, right, for fantasy with what with what we want, but certainly a guy who we have heard that there's question marks in New England about whether or not he can hold up to the to to the battering of a full season kind of being the guy. Man, you bring in Bijan Robinson that would be the perfect perfect Patriot way type of player. Um it would be a swindle for him, it'd be a huge swindle for people holding out any hope for the Kevin Harrises and the Pierre Strongs and stuff. I don't know where you could put Bijan Robinson in and not be a perfect fit. Well, I, look, he's he he's not going to fit. He's not going to Green Bay at fifteen, at sixteen, Washington. I begin to think that that. I mean, you. I know you would hate that trash, man. But what? <laughs> a, I mean, what a huge swindle to both Brian Robinson, who's, you know, it would it, it would definitely be a it would definitely be an indictment on what they think about Brian Robinson after getting to see him for a year after their sort of preseason love fest with him and then the whole feel good story. The fact of the matter is, he was never that good. You know, he was never that good. It was a very nice story last year. Clearly, Antonio Gibson, we've talked about how he could be the big beneficiary of a uh, Eric Bieniemy offense. Uh, that's what some of the insiders have said about the commanders and how they sort of see that situation. But that would go – that would get – that whole narrative felt thin to me to begin with based on how much they sort of hated him before. And also, it would get blown to absolute smithereens if, if, if Bijan goes there. That's one to really watch out for. I don't think those either of those guys have you know terrific value right now. Do you think eighteen Detroit, with they know that Jamal Williams is gone, they did sign David Montgomery for the next couple. Yeah, of I don't years. see David Montgomery and Swift being there, and then adding. But Swift's only going to be there for one more year. Yeah, it's still. I just, I feel like they. I mean, and they're paying David Montgomery quite a bit. I, I don't see them. Seattle at Doing 20, that. no way. They just used a lot of draft capital on, on Kenneth Walker, who's his own sick player. Um, what about 21, the Chargers? What if they can't – it doesn't really swindle anybody, but if the charge, if the Chargers – if Eckler it somehow gets out everywhere. of there. If Eckler somehow Eckler gets out of there. stops being a goal line back. What? I said Eckler stops being the goal line back if Bijan's uh, I, See, I don't know. Bijan might get a little bit swindled if he has to go to place with it. With Eckler's a great goal line back for, for, 
He's a great goal linebacker. Despite I was gonna say he's a great for his size, but he's a great goal linebacker despite his size. You know what I mean? He's just I don't even say it's for his size because that means it's like you know he's good, but only for his size. He's like yeah. One of the I just best don't see a team bringing Bijan Robinson in as a complimentary back. Baltimore doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Would Minnesota make any sense? That would nuke Alexander Madison because the only way it would be Minnesota is if, if they do get rid of Dalvin somehow, right? Then all of a sudden, Alexander Madison is just back to being Alexander Madison. Right. Um, That'd be a perfect fit for Bijan. And then we're starting to get into this stuff where it's like it's not going to be Jacksonville. They have ETN. Like, that's, that's not going to be how they uh, – certainly not going to be how they build based on uh, what, we've, uh, what, what we've seen out of them uh in the in the in the first i guess what in the first year post uh urban meyer and then giants no way they're paying saquon then you get to 26 at dallas and that's what we talk about right we like we live here in texas we you know um i'm not in austin i'm 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 close i'm in i'm I'm in central texas i'm in central texas i'm not in the city of austin uh trash means right in the right in the heart of the city of austin um, it's like it's like living in a suburb of Houston. You you're you're in Austin. It's an hour to get in. It's an no. hour. It, 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 dude, it 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 took me an hour this it took me an hour this this morning to um to get down to Ben White. So that's how that, that's how long it that's how long it takes. That's a terrible traffic. Well, there's that too. If you haven't heard, there's been a lot of people moving here. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't heard um waiting for the summer to drive some of them out yeah man and it and, and and it will my neighbors that moved here from california it's so funny like he says like i'm like i'm just here to live here 51 percent of the time you know he's like <laughs> gives you a wink but dude he's never here for the summer he's just <laughs> like he comes back around september 15th he's like hey man how was summer around here like oh it sucked um but dude like People don't understand that Texas would be like what be like as far as the GDP of, of Texas, if it were its own country, it'd be like what what do they say, like ninth biggest in the world? I mean, Texas is bigger than France. Um a lot of a lot of money here to you like UT has the biggest endowment of any school in the country. Texas is obviously one of the most iconic brands. The Dallas Cowboys are America's team. I mean, they're the most valuable I, well, at least NFL franchise. I, I can't really state enough how much people in Texas love Bijan Robinson. Even if you're like an Aggie who hates the Texas Longhorns, yeah. you can't help but not love Bijan Robinson. If you're just, you know, he's such a nice guy, um, the kind of guy that everybody loves. That's going to be the best selling jersey in the whole NFL. I, like, I mean, Jerry, Jerry would absolutely do it. I think. <laughs> he would. You know, like he would absolutely do it it. if he's there at 26. So I think that the only so I think the only thing that would happen if anybody else wanted him, like, let's say, since he wants to get rid of Mixon or something like that. And they they wanted to come up and get like this. I I, I think somebody would have to come up and get him. Somebody somebody would have to come up and get him. Um, And so I think for me, the most likely spots for Bijan Robinson may outside shot. Far out, I don't. I can't see Atlanta. Just like I said, based on the fact if it peels off four, four running backs, there's going to be two good, two, two, two valuable spots that are there with like one of like a top four non QB in this draft. I don't think it can be. I don't. I don't think Philly's going to do it. I think that the biggest. I think that the biggest, most vulnerable guys with Bijan are New England, fourteen, Ramondre Stevenson, sixteen. Um, 
Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson uh, to Washington. And then if not Dallas, where it's Tony Pollard, somebody jumping up, you know, um, jumping up to, to get him team to be named. But how much would Tony Pollard fall down the best ball rankings for you, trash man, if Bijan went there? Because right now we have him as running back seven. Um, would that we, – we have him ahead of Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs – Ken, Kenneth, Ken Walker. I'd put him right around where he was before <laughs> Zeke left the team. So would that be, where would that be then? Would it be by like underneath Brees Hall and ETN? Probably right there, yeah. But above. Because um, you have to think too, McCarthy wants to go back to being a ball running team. McCarthy's going to get his ass fired. <laughs> Likely. It's very likely, but yeah, he wants to go back to running the ball and be a a run first team. And so I think that even if Bijan came, Pollard would still get lots of usage um, as he did whenever Elliott, you know, was playing well. All right. So Pollard was your number one guy. My mine was just a situation where I discussed a few different guys. So let's, let's hear your other guys who could be getting swindled here. These, these, these vulnerable veterans that people might need to keep a close eye on and maybe think about, contingency situations regarding should um, should they not be able to dodge these bullets in the draft? I mean, Robert Woods is an obvious one to me. He has no fantasy value anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? What, that because the Texans are going to take a wide receiver? Probably. I, th- I mean, so you, you should say Nico Collins. Well, I was going to say Nico Collins, but you, you were talking about veterans, and I think of Robert Woods as more of a veteran than No, Nico no, Collins. I just mean veterans as dudes. Like, it, that can be second-year. Veterans are guys who are not rookies. Are all the guys who you pick crusty old veterans like this? I mean, Robert Woods, I mean, he's a m- more of a known commodity than Nico Collins. Yeah, but Nico Collins has a higher ADP. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um Either one of those guys is John Mechie has a higher ED. Nobody's nobody's out here drafting Robert Woods. <laughs> like nobody. Somebody would draft after Robert last Woods. year in Tennessee. There's no there's no nobody is. Uh, it's yet to be seen. Who else? Anyway, anyway, Odell Beckham, I think. Well, I feel- we, didn't, we didn't we didn't talk about Odell Beckham as a as a Baltimore Raven. What like what do you think about this? I mean, they, I don't know. I don't know if he's better than Rashad Bateman at this point in his career. He's getting he's getting paid fifteen fifteen million with eighteen million. That's such an unRavens like thing to go out and do that. It's like they're trying to show their fan base that they still care, even though all this. Weird well, they're Lamar trying to Jackson. keep Lamar Jackson there. Oh yeah, so so let's so we're not going to pay you, but let's go ahead and give Odell back at eighteen million. <laughs> Are you kidding? Odell Beckham hadn't played in two. He hadn't played in two years. He like he didn't he didn't play last season. No. Like, and last time we saw him playing, he was like a mercenary. Bowl, right? He was a mercenary going to play for. I mean, and he was he was he, he was okay for the Rams. But dude, yeah. it's like it's this. It's too much money. They're like they're paying they're paying. Like, how can Odell Beckham be worth fifteen million? I would think he would be get a deal eight to ten and, million and getting getting butts in the seats. Is Odell Beckham really going to get butts in the seats on a low vault passing volume offense like this? I think so. I mean, it's it's not too far from New York. 
I, I and feel also, like- I, I just I think the fact that they give him fifteen million dollars, they're I, they're giving fifteen million dollars just to have a total wildfire up their ass to go out and get somebody that's going to make him redundant or or irrelevant over the course of the next year. I mean, perhaps. I mean, where they have Rashad Bateman, they have him. I guess you know Devin Duvernay. I think I think it's well within the realm of possibilities that they add another wide receiver. Okay. Well, I mean, that would, yeah, that would hurt Odell Beckham, I guess. I get, or actually, it probably wouldn't, considering the, considering the luck that they've had with these wide receivers that, that they've drafted recently. You'd think that between Tylen Wallace and Prochet, and even Rashad Bateman hasn't really hit yet. Right. Duvernay, all these guys. Boykin. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Who else? Who else? I think Drake London. Could get swindled by the draft? Potentially. So, okay. it It was hard enough for him to get his when he was the only viable wide receiver in that receiving core. Atlanta picks at eight. They pick again at 44 in the second round. And then in the third round, they only have one pick there at set at 75. So kind of depending on the flavor of wide receiver that they'd be interested in. Um, Let's see. What have they done? They've gone out and they've just gotten. They've gone. They've gone out and they've gotten scrubs. Scrub. They've got, they, they went that out. They went, we think too that they're going to add somebody in the draft. They went out. They got. I mean, their 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 big their big splash additions have been Mac Hollins and Scotty Miller. So yeah, you, they have to add somebody in the draft, and I yeah. feel like that's part of their game plan. Yeah, and you know what? It's it, it's 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 kind of counterintuitive to say that they that. Drake London could be swindled, but the fact of the matter is you look at Drake London with like what a 34% target share last year, and he wasn't able to even do that much on on that. Well, right? yeah, that's what I'm saying. We talked about how the efficiency stuff, uh, the, you know, the efficiency statistics that we we have to use just to normalize that don't necessarily um that don't necessarily always equate to the production because sometimes these situations are just so, so low volume, you know, that 33% of you know, whatever, you know. 18 pass attempts it's just it's it's just not going to be enough to get by right so anything where you dig into that or you bite into that sort of you know, bite into that pie is going to be something that you know it's like matt kelly always calls it man the law of the conservation of targets if they do bring in somebody that has day two draft capital it won't be day one draft capital they're not they're not taking a, a wide receiver at eight right that's fair but a, a, a day two draft capital guy i mean it could be I'd see, i could see them adding maybe a rice yeah, or no, I mean, they, like, uh, uh, yeah, or what if it was, like, what if round two, some kind of round two, like, Marvin Mims or Jalen Hyatt or Jaden Reed, Michael Wilson, or what I about I think you? Michael Wilson would probably be a good fit there. What about Jonathan Mingo? I mean, we haven't, we haven't really re we haven't really re-upped our expectations for Jonathan Mingo after what he was able to do at the comp, won that four four six at the combine. Yeah. You know, like, that. that was... Well, that he, had kinda, good, he had a good senior ball too. Yeah, you know, eh. I remember okay. him popping a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, Drake London. I wasn't expecting to hear you say that. Were there any others that that you had? 
Yes. Um, Rashad White. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could he could get he could get swindled bad. Um, let's see, Tampa Bay they pick at nineteen. They pick again at, and then so that's that that's their first round pick. That could be a sneaky, fir- weird first round spot for Bijan too. I, I don't I don't know why I just skipped over that. Yeah, it wasn't like they were totally in love with Rashad White last year, and I know they've given the lip service of the three down back and stuff this year. I think that that would be more something at like pick fifty. They have pick 82, so they do have two picks there through the um, through day two of the draft. They don't have a fourth-round pick. They do – looks like they have in the fifth. They have two in the fifth. They have three in the sixth and one in the seventh. So uh, maybe looking at guys like – what maybe they could – I mean, like a, I think a Roshan Johnson or somebody like that, a Kendra Miller if they fell to the third yeah. round, like somebody, you know – um, Tank Bigsby, who Tank we're going to talk about, I think maybe would be a decent, yeah. a d- what, decent fit there. What I mean, what what about if Charbonnet filled around too? I mean, I I said that he reminds me of, of a mix kind of a Rashad White, David Montgomery. Yeah, that would render render White pretty much obsolete. A big yeah. guy who can also catch the ball. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I I I agree, man. Like everybody's taking the Rashad White victory laps right now because everybody's just penciling him in to be the featured you know, runner and the three down back with the good receiving profile that we all love from college, the good senior bowl. But it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for sometimes when there's really nobody else there to compete, when they feel like they got really got to buttress that room, you could bring in somebody, you, you could bring in somebody that could be a lot more dangerous than one of these, you know, maybe one of these crappy veterans that you would just like to have as uh, as, as protection against that. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about Tank, or do you, or, or, or do you have anything else? I mean, I have some other guys we can talk about, but if you want to go to Tank, we can do that. Well, so why don't you just list off your other guys, and I'll just tell you what I think. I was saying Marquise Brown. Yeah, well, he's just going to – he's swindled as it is. <laughs> Vegas, has, Vegas has the Cardinals as the, as the team that win the fewest games next season. That, 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 that whole thing's in disarray. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, they just see it as a rebuilding team, but it seems like an op- opportunity to add some firepower in the receiving core for sure. It seems like a move that they would make. Anyone else? That one more. I said Juju. Yeah. In New England. What? It, because we said fourteen could be Bijan. It like it could be just as easily be Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. And and then and then Juju and he's the kind of player that Belichick would love. Yep. And then Juju's just nuked because you're gonna have to move him outside. He's not gonna play in the slot. And you're just like you have moved Juju outside. All the, all of a sudden we're back to this these twenty these post twenty seventeen talks we were having about what happens when he moves outside. What happens when whenever AB is not there? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden he, it's in flux. It, it isn't. Ex- you're not exactly sure um, how Juju's gonna be used or how to how to sort of gauge that. All right. Let's talk about tank Bigsby. Um, I like tank Bigsby. I'll be interested to hear what you think about him, but I was able to watch uh, a a good, a good, a good bit of him. Um, A bunch of games from throughout his career, uh, five foot 11 and a half, 210 pounds, nine and a quarter inch hands, 32 inch arms. So we till he is an early enrollee, 
but or he is not an early enrollee. What do they call? He's an early declare, but uh, will be 22 at some point during this season. We have his 40 yard dash at 4.5. That's adjusted from a 4.45 that he ran at pro day. Uh, even though he ran a 4.56 at the combine, we're giving him credit for the 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 the, the uh, time adjusted or the or the pro day adjusted 4.45. We're going to chalk it up to a 4.5, and he's just fast enough, really, trash man, to truly be like an occasional home run hitter. You you see him, you can see him like he can he can get past the defense. He can he can run by the defense. Um, it's not just every time where he's shot out of a rocket. And he's just going to absolutely, absolutely kill you. But just just fast enough. Um, he's got the feature back size and speed. He is a major asset in the receiving game. It looks he like he is. I mean, it, what? He's a major asset in the receiving game. Yeah, as far as just as far. I mean, he had the as far as this year's class of guys who were. I mean, he 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 caught thirty balls last year. Am I wrong about that? I mean, but how success, successful was he with him? Let's see. Uh, he has the second. He had the second largest target share. If that thirty is correct, it got pulled into my sheet. That's the second highest target share of any running back. That's a uh, that's a nine. That, that's an absurd nineteen percent target share. That's is that the, right? That's the biggest of any. But we'll, we can go and look. I mean, like I said, that was pulled in. Man, that was not put in manually by me, but it was pulled in, and I haven't had issues with it. Let's see. Yeah, he had he had, he had thirty receptions last year, trash man. Uh, for a for a hundred and eighty yards. Yeah. So, um, that's a that's that's a lot of receiving volume. That's a lot of targets, dude. A lot of targets, but I don't. I mean, he didn't necessarily do much with him. But still, a, a, a guy that has a nineteen percent market share of his team's receptions. It's like that's that's really good. It's the only th- one thing about him about Tank. It's the only real thing that you know he broke out. Like he came in and came in a gangbusters, right? As a true freshman, the receiving yeah. stuff. The, the the only thing you really see tick up. Receiving, re- the receiving for him came, really came into his last season. He really wasn't used as a receiver until well, right. That's that's the season. one thing that we, we, where you see the big difference. It's kind of Charbonnet like with that, but he's not a. When I say he's a major weapon, I don't mean like a Charbonnet weapon. Charbonnet's a really good catcher of the football. He's like he's he's really. Um, yeah, I don't see oh. I don't see Bigsby as much of an asset in the receiving game. I I mean, as far as like doing much damage in the receiving game, maybe he caught a lot of balls. I didn't see him being very um, productive with it. He look, I mean there there are things to there are things to complain about with him for sure. But look, as far as his as far as his um, just background, he was he was. Uh, his last two seasons in college, he was SEC academic honor roll. His lateral agility, we don't have any testing to prove this. He didn't have a short shuttle or a, th- or a three cone at the, the combine. That was one of the his, things I noticed in his film. Or his pro day. You you think it's good, right? Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, his offensive line plays really bad, but he's he's elusive uh, regardless of it. I saw that in PFF, he was um, – he was second in the SEC in yards after contact last year with 740. He was fourth in forced missed tackles at 61. He was third in missed tackles forced per attempt at 0.34. And it's surprising to me. It seems like he's always bouncing the ball to the outside. He does. Like he certainly he he certainly does. Like that's that's one thing about him. Um he he if things fall just right, you know, and he and he can get to that edge and get, and get upfield. 
like he can he can run away from you, but he 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 does kind of he does kind of go out to the corner pretty often, right? He's not one of these slashing type of runners who's who's gonna who's gonna plant their foot, just get up get up field with some with some anger and some bad intentions. Um, he has been a, like the linchpin of the offense the whole time, and he really hasn't. He re- he's had bad offensive line play, but he really hasn't been injured much. That I mean, he's played the whole time. He hasn't had any big injuries. I think, I think his you know people say like his last major injury was he like he broke his leg in eighth grade or something like that. Mm. Probably, I don't know, playing on the swings or something like that. I don't know. Probably I don't know what you do in eighth grade. Um, my main concerns with him is there. That's they're, the last time I broke something. Yeah. My main concern with him is uh, he had he had some fumbling issues. Not this last year. I think in twenty twenty one that was something. He had when four, I, four fumbles in twenty twenty one. I think I forgot where I, I think I was looking at Lance Zerline's write up on him just to see what Lance had said, and he had mentioned that. I went back and looked it up. It looks like that's the uh, the four fumbles in twenty twenty one. Like I mentioned, I just noticed watching all the. I don't see much of a difference in him from his freshman to his junior year. I just I don't see much dif- difference, and then there's the stuff about just his pad level. He he runs like Wayne. He's a high like, runner. Oh, go, like a real like a really high one. He's not like some of these other guys that we say runs with a like an upright style. He's a like that's a it's a definite feature of his game. So much so that like my first guy that popped into my head for a comp for him was Wayne Gallman, okay. and I don't I don't know if Gallman is a exactly the best comp that you want to have. Um, from just a size perspective, from the perspective of the way that he was used volume-wise in the passing game, I think he has some traits that are similar to Isaiah Spiller. I'm not sure if you can see those at all. And then one that was just on mock draftable that I thought was good when they compared their measurables from the combine was Keyshawn Vaughn. And I think the Keyshawn Vaughn, Tank Bigsby, different running style. Yes. But if, you, if you have some kind of Franken comp between a – Wayne Gallman, Isaiah. Maybe Spiller. Wayne Gallman's probably the most apt one. So I'm, 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 I'm getting the vibe from you that you, that you don't like Tank Bigsby. Well, I just for me, it's like I don't think he's that much of an asset, or I don't think he's a natural pass catcher. Yeah, maybe he got a lot of passes, but like that being said, and, and I'm also bouncing it outside. I don't see him being a between the tackles kind of guy necessarily. So I'm not really sure what you do with a guy like him. A bigger guy who, you know, isn't a between the tackles runner, but isn't necessarily the most natural pass catcher. So I mean, but he's got some explosive. He's explosive. He's got good lateral agility. Um, I see him as a complimentary back, though. Was it weird that maybe one of the guys I thought about when I saw him was Devin Singletary in college? I mean, he's <laughs> at least four inches taller than Devin Singletary, and yeah, but just like the bigger. just kind of the, kind of the shift in SP. I mean, yeah, they're kind of they kind of run similarly. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's a good. I think that that's kind of that's kind of where we are with him. Wayne Goldman, Singletary, um, Spiller, Keyshawn Vaughn, and like, the, and look, the jury's still out with a guy like Isaiah Spiller. I, I think that that's a pretty good comp from just a size, sort of size, speed, usage kind of thing the only thing about spiller was the scouts loved him so much is because in the jimbo fisher offense you run those actual kind of pro style nfl routes that the scouts love right yeah you're not going to get that out of tank bigsby you're going to get him catching balls out of the backfield on screens and little dump offs and things like that simply because 
um, Auburn's kind of been a mess, right? And they didn't have a good, they didn't have a good offensive line, and they they got to get these guys going as an extension of the run game, any way that they possibly can. So, with that being said, are you going to have Tank Bigsby ranked over or under Israel at Banacanda? I have him behind Israel in my mind right now. What about Tajay Spears? I have him behind him too. What about really behind him too? Golly, you all this. All right, so what about A Chain? I mean, I feel like I feel like Bigsby probably makes a better NF. I mean, I think teams probably look at Bigsby as more of an NFL back. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna, do you know what, trash man? After all this, after all your Devon A chain stuff, dude, you are gonna, you, you're, you're gonna end up too low on him. Well, if then, you're not worried about how it well, ends up. I like A chain more as a prospect. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about what teams will do with him. All right. Let me ask you this Tank Bigsby or Eric Gray with his four, six, with his, with his, with, with his pro day adjusted four, six, what, uh, four, six, eight, 40 time. Bigsby. 